We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we are going to bring you part five in our series, The God of All Comfort. He is the God who comforts us, not only in some of our troubles, not only in a few of our troubles, but in all of our troubles, especially in these uncertain times. As we enter this brand new year, we need God's comfort We need to be comforted by God in the face of COVID-19 and its Delta and Omicron variants. We need to be comforted by God, not only in the face of sickness and disease, but also in the midst of social unrest, financial difficulties, and the multitude of trials and challenges we we encounter on a daily basis. So if you find yourself in need of God's comfort, then I challenge you, stay tuned to hear about this and much, much more, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that challenging introduction, and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. Um, Yes, the God that we serve, if we serve him, and if we believe in him, and if we follow him, he's the God of all comfort. And what a series, and what a challenge for all of us, because all of us are going through something We all have some personal weaknesses and issues and sicknesses and trials and tribulation and financial struggles. And uh, it's so easy to quit. It's so easy to give up. It's so easy to uh, lose faith in God in the midst of the battle. But the battle was won because Jesus won the battle. All we need to do is trust in him. Uh, I was uh, talking to Gary and Vince, uh, before the program started. And I said, you know, we are in troubled times. We have so many young people today uh, committing suicide. And I was just sharing with them about uh, a young lady, beautiful, beautiful lady, was Miss USA in 2019. And she committed suicide January the 30th. Not only was she missed USA, but she was 
uh, a lawyer and a correspondent for the Extra, a television news broadcast. She was only 30 years of age and jumped from a 29-story building to her death. And then another person, Moses Mosley, committed suicide January the 26th. He was an actor on the television series, The Walking Dead. He was 31 years of age, and he committed suicide. <clears throat> a brutal way, <clears throat> the way he committed suicide. And there are so many others on this list that I haven't uh, mentioned. And, you know, we need to understand that fame, fortune, wealth, beauty cannot bring us the grace of God and peace within. You know, the Lord Jesus and the Bible teaches that there is no peace among the wicked, for the wicked is like the troubled sea tossed to and fro. And uh, we just got to understand that Jesus said a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things by which he possesses. And he said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. It doesn't profit him anything to put his trust in this world, but to put his trust in God. And that's one of the reasons why we're encouraging people to look to the God of all comfort, no matter what you're going through. You know, we need to understand that God has not given us the prerogative to give life nor take it. Remember Job said, you know, you know, he talked about, you know, that the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's the one that gives life and takes it. It's not our prerogative to take life nor give it, you know, even with abortion. And so we need to look to the Lord. And that's why we are encouraging you tonight on this serious series on the God of all comfort from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Now, I was talking to you last week about the attributes of God, and you can find great comfort, great encouragement in looking at the attributes of God in relationship to everything that we are going through today. Think about this with the God of all comfort and think about it and put it together with the attributes of God. Now, let me lay out some of these. There are so many, but I'm going to lay out some that will comfort your heart uh, tonight. Number one, he is a God that is omniscient. That means that God is all-knowing. He's all-wise, and nothing takes him by surprise. No matter what you're going through, nothing takes him by surprise. It will take us by surprise, but not take him by surprise. And no matter what you're going through, the COVID, new variants, sicknesses, uh, you're going through mistreatment, and people have turned their backs on you, you're going through sicknesses and struggles and trouble and trials and tribulations, you know, even at the point of death, or you had a, a, a family member that has recently died or a friend, Nothing takes God by surprise. He's omniscient. He knows all things. He's all wise. And if we trust in him through the Bible, we'll get some wisdom that he's given us to get through the struggles of life because he's the God of all wisdom. And he's put the Bible as a book of wisdom 
to get us through the trials and tribulations that we're going through. And secondly, he's an omnipotent God. That means that he is all-powerful. When we say he's all-powerful, that means that he is on the throne and he is in control of everything. And even the devil can't do anything unless God gives him permission. Did you not know that? I think it was uh, Luther said the devil is God's devil. I mean, he cannot do nothing. He's on a leash. And uh, he can only do something, just like in the case of Job. But God is on the throne. That's what Isaiah said. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train did fill the temple. You know, he saw God on the throne. What about you? You need to see God on the throne. He's in control, and he's in control of everything. And we need to remember that. And no matter what you go through, Genesis 50, Joseph said to his brothers, what you intend for evil, he told his brothers, God meant it for good. He'll bring good out of it. In Romans 8 and 28, you know, all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. He has a purpose. No matter what you go through, uh, God has a purpose, and he'll take what the enemy intends for evil and bring good out of it. Just you got to keep your eyes on the fact that God is in control. He's on the throne. And that's what this old 90-year-old lady used to tell the late Chuck Smith when he used to get down and out when he first started his ministry, the Calvary Chapel Churches. And she was a radio personality, and he would go to her uh, in Huntington Beach, and he would go to her and look for a word of encouragement. And she would always say, Charles, remember, God is on the throne. God is in control. He said he got so much encouragement and strength from that, so must we too. And um, and even in the midst of the storm that the disciples were in, God was in control. Jesus was in control, even though he was there, you know, resting and sleeping. Might have been sleeping, might have been peeking to see uh, if they're going to trust him. Then he had to say, oh, ye of little faith. Why? Because in the storms of life, what do we do? We generally just, you know, throw in the towel, lose faith, you know, trust more in the flesh than in the spirit, and then our troubles get worse. And then thirdly, he's an omnipresent God. He's in an omnipresent God. That means that he's everywhere. He's too high to climb over. He's too wide to get around, and he's too low to get under, you know. And uh, David said, I take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost parts of the earth. Thou art there. Even if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. God is everywhere. And because he's everywhere, he's everywhere you go, and he's everywhere uh, you uh, take yourself to. And he's involved in you. He's involved in your situation. He's involved in your circumstances. And, uh, you know, he will bring you above the circumstances rather than underneath it. And so we need to remember that. Remember in uh, Matthew 28, he said, and lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. So end of the ages. So we need to remember that, that God is involved in your life, in my life. And we need to believe it, receive it, and achieve it. 
That's what we need to do. Now, uh, the fourth thing is that he's an immutable God. What does that mean, immutable? It means that he's unchangeable. Now, this COVID changes, variants always changing. <laughs> but you know, God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, you know, uh, the writer of Hebrews talked about, and Malachi 3 says, he changed not, he does not change. Now, man changes. Man has always changes. And in this communistic, uh, socialist world, uh, we're always getting stuff thrown on us that change up our lives, change up our experiences, change up our finances. But we got to trust in a God that never changes. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that encouraging? Look to him. Don't look to man for the answers. Look to God for the answers because he changed not. Now, uh, even when your sickness is changing on your body, you got a severe sickness. Look to God through that sickness because God changed not. Uh, and even the trials and tribulations you go through, the finances, the ups and downs of your finances, trust in the Lord because he changed not. And what he promises you, he will fulfill. Philippians 4 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, God says that. Do you believe it? Believe it, receive it, and achieve it. Now, fifthly and lastly, I just want to say this, that God is an all-caring God. You know, he cares about everything you go through. He cares about the birds of the field. And he takes care of them. You ever heard of a bird getting an ulcer? <laughs> no, because they trust in their heavenly father to provide for them. And God will provide for you. He said, how much more important are you than they? And he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Don't be anxious, Jesus says. Don't worry, you know, because your heavenly father takes care of you. He will take care of you. And you need to trust him on that. You need to believe that. Let's have a prayer in closing. Dear God, we pray for all of these points that have been raised. If we've doubted them, we ask for forgiveness. We ask that you would bring us to the state of repentance. And like John the Baptist says, to bear fruit, to bring forth the fruit of repentance. And we pray, Lord, that we will uh, trust in you and depend upon you in this changing world. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cult, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, once again, we'd just like to take this opportunity to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith these many, many years. 
<clears throat> we can't thank you enough for your support and your diligence, your perseverance, and your consistency. And we also like to thank those of you who have partnered with us financially to keep us going. It is a listener-supported ministry. And so without your support, uh, we couldn't keep this program going. And right now we're at an even keel. We're, we've got enough for this week and next week. But after that, <clears throat> we are in a situation where we need some funds to come rolling in. We haven't received anything this week. So it's time for you to step up to the plate and hit a home run for contending for the faith. Uh, we don't want to have a situation where you tune in on a Saturday night <clears throat> and discover that we're no longer on the air because of lack of support. So we need your help. We need your consistent prayers and we need your consistent giving to keep things going. We are so thankful and so blessed that thus far in 2022, we've been in the black and we want to stay there. So we just want to encourage you, continue to pray and continue to give. There's two ways that you can donate. One is to address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just simply go online to Contending Faith. Dot org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. It's that simple. And you will be a blessing for time and eternity. <clears throat> and I always say, you know, one day when we get to heaven and you're standing before God, he's going to say, hey, turn around. You're going to turn around and see a vast multitude of people. And you're going to ask God, who are these people? And the Lord's going to tell you, these are the people that made it into heaven as a result of your giving. So never take for granted what you give and what God has blessed you to be able to give, no matter what the amount, because it's going to touch folks for time and eternity. So we want to encourage you, stay encouraged, continue to pray and continue to give. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate uh, those announcements and we do want to challenge everybody to continue to pray for us as well as send us cards to let us know how much this program has blessed your hearts and ministered to you. And uh, last week, and uh, we didn't have any responses in terms of uh, letters or financial support. So we want to encourage people to keep uh, that flowing because that's the way we're going to continue to flow being on the air as well. All right. Well, we need to get to uh, our um, callers. I know that I mentioned to you about. Uh, oh, yeah. You got to uh, mention a few announcements. Yeah, I got I was about to say I got a couple of things left <laughs> yes, yes. that I want to I don't don't want to be remiss <laughs> in not letting the audience know. Um, next uh, Sunday, February uh, 13th, Dr. Buckner will be speaking at the Paradise Baptist Church. It's located at 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California, 94603. That's next Sunday, February 13th. He'll be speaking at the 8 a.m. and the 11 a.m. service. Then the following Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th, Dr. Buckner will be speaking at the same church, Paradise Baptist Church, and giving a seminar both nights, 
from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And one of the topics will be who are the Black Hebrew Israelites. So you won't want to miss that. It's going to be an exciting time. We encourage you to come out, especially if you're in the Bay Area and the Oakland area. It's going to be at the Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California. Sunday, February 13th at the 8 and 11 a.m. services and the following Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And we also want to just remind you that next week we won't be live on the air, but we will have the best of contending for the faith. And uh, so we want to encourage you to tune in. You won't be able to call in, but nevertheless, there'll be a lot of great information provided. All right. So we got those Announcements out of the way. Amen. Well, we'll get to our callers. I know that I touched uh, into uh, suicide a little bit, so I think that uh, that's good enough, and we'll get right to the uh, callers. All right. Our first caller is Rick on line one. Hello there, Brother Rick. How are you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? We are truly blessed as well. Good to hear your voice, and we trust that you got blessed by the program tonight. Very much so. And I've got, got, got a question I'd like to take on. Are there Christians that won't go to heaven? Are there Christians that won't go to heaven? That is an interesting question. Um, and that's something that most people, I would say, when a question like that is asked, um, they seem to think that every Christian will go to heaven. Well, that's the way we've been taught, right? We've been taught that uh, when we die, uh, we will uh, go into the presence of God. And the Bible does teach that. But the issue is that what about those who uh, uh, will be alive when Jesus comes back? So to answer your question, there are and there will be Uh, some Christians that never will go to heaven itself. And somebody says, well, what do you mean by that? Well, well, if you look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17, and it talks about, well, let me go to verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet him in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So when it says that the dead in Christ shall rise first, they're the ones that's in heaven. Those who are on earth when he comes back, they will not be going to heaven, Christians. They will be meeting him in the air, in the clouds. And then when it says they shall ever be with the Lord, what is that saying? Well, that's saying that we will continue on the earth because uh, eaten loss will be eaten restored. And uh, so we will continue to be on the earth with the Lord, ruling with him those who have been faithful. And it does tell us in Matthew 5 and verse 5, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So that's an interesting question. 
And I think the answer, very few people know this. And, uh, and I'm sure that some pastors as well. So uh, there will be some people that will not go to heaven. They'll just meet them in the air, Christians, and then they will continue to be on earth with the Lord, ruling with him. So hopefully that helps to answer your question and look at, uh, I would uh, encourage everybody to look at First Thessalonians chapter 4 and read the whole chapter and it'll break it down for you. Okay. Now I learned something tonight. Thank you very much. And I'm sure a lot of other people have too. I mean, if you ask the average Christian, will all Christians go to heaven? Most of them will say yes, but they uh, they forget this one particular uh, uh, chapter and verse of scripture. <laughs> it's very important. All right, thank you so th thank you so much for your call and your uh, good question as well. God bless. Thank you. God bless you as well. All right, let's go to Jermaine online too. Brother Jermaine, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. Well, good. Good to hear your voice, and uh, we trust that you're doing well in your family. Oh, yes, sir. We, we're all doing very well. We're uh, very thankful. Well, that's good. That's good. Good to hear that. Uh, so what's on your heart tonight? Well, um, since you're going to be bringing up the, the Black Hebrew Israelites, and one of my coworkers, actually just a brand new one, is happens to be one. I've noticed an unusual, not just picking on them, but just racism in general. I noticed uh, just some really ignorant comments from people who don't seem to like, you know, other races or interracial relationships. And, and you know, a lot of it from black people, you know, it's, it's not just it's not just a category that belongs to any one particular group. But some of the comments I hear uh, even sometimes I've heard from believers. I ask them, "Hey, don't don't you think you're kind of challenging God because He's the one that created that person?" So I, I just wanted to get your take on: is is all racism a form of Satanism, or is it just ignorance? I think it's a combination. I believe it's a combination of both, and I would even go a step further in saying that racism with a lot of people, and you can make a note of this racism with a lot of people, it has literally has become uh, a religion. And the one that is the father of that uh, racism religion is Satan and his uh, demonic forces. Uh, racism is the opposite of the message of Jesus Christ. And it's the opposite of love and dignity, values and reconciliation. Uh, and the power of God is greater than the forces of darkness around all this stuff. But uh, racism today has literally become uh, a religion to a lot of people. It's, and I would say it's a cult to a lot of people. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, it shows this ugly face in so many different ways. Um, and uh, it does the greatest damage to our world today. Uh, I would say that when you are dealing with the majority of a lot of people in our world today, uh, you have a lot of Blacks 
falling into the religion of victimization. You know, we are victims. We are victims, you know. And then you have the white uh, community, many falling into the uh, problem of white guilt. It's interesting that the Black Hebrew Israelites, I'll be doing a lecture, uh, you know, coming up pretty soon at Paradise Baptist Church, uh, two nights of it. And I encourage people to come and hear that so you can get some tools and some wisdom and knowledge. But uh, the Black Hebrew Israelites, they were in some of the major cities many, many months ago. And they had so many whites falling into that area of white guilt that they were out with their boots on and they had the whites were coming up kissing their boots and shining their boots for them. Um, I mean, that's how pathetic it was. And yet it's a situation too, where it's either, either driven by those categories or it's driven by the whole issue of, uh, separation from others. It's driven by superiority of over others. It's driven by hate. And Jesus, through his apostles, made it very clear that uh, hate is like one that's a murderer, and a murderer will not enter the kingdom of God. So uh, it, it has so many different faces, racism. And, but it's a religion. It's a religion today and black lives uh movement fits into this and so many people in the media and they blame everything on race see the devil has uh blinded us into substituting a uh, skin over sin <laughs> you know this it's not it's not uh skin it's an issue it's a sin issue it's not a race issue. It's a grace issue. It's not uh, uh, physical pigmentation, but it's biblical revelation. And the sooner we wake up to the fact that when we get right with God on the sin level, then we'll be right with our fellow man. But they don't want to talk about sin uh, at all. They want to talk about skin, and they want to make that a a God. They want to make the skin issue a religion. And they're even fighting against Martin Luther King Jr. now, the woke culture, because they're, Martin Luther King says, don't judge a man by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. No, they don't want to think that way. They want to judge a person by the skin. And this is not, this used to be predominated by uh, you know, whites, but now many of our blacks and other races of people are falling victim of the same thing. You know, God has blessed us in so many ways, but it's so easy to play the victimization card so you can have everybody feel sorry for you and uh, give you a lot of money and do this and that for you. And But that's not the way God has established true justice. I mean, we've even uh, misinterpreted true justice from a biblical standpoint. That's a whole different, mm. subject. whole different subject. But hopefully, that's given us some insight. I've kind of talked a little bit more about it, but uh, hopefully, it's given you some additional insight. 
Yeah, absolutely, Dr. Buckner. And uh, I think you said the right word, cult. It's, a, it's an evil cult, but you know, I'll uh, continue when we get some more time next week or, well, next two yeah, weeks, Lord willing. Yeah, it's a definitely a cult and it's a religion. <laughs> and, and, and the one that they're worshiping behind it is Satan. That's, he's the, He's got them by his grip, so we need to really pray for deliverance for them. Well, thank you so much for your call and your question as well, brother. Appreciate you, and God bless you. And get some people, encourage some people to come out to the, the conference. Well, all right, it's time for us to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. So uh, we just want to thank you guys once again for all your prayers, and we want to thank you once again for your uh, consistent and wonderful uh, partnership in terms of giving. Uh, it is a your it's a listener supported ministry, and you have been so generous over the years to pray for us and to keep us on the air with your giving. And so we thank you so much. Uh, we just want to remind you that it does cost us four hundred a week to do what we do, and <clears throat> right now we're we're at an even kind of situation. We've got enough for this week, and we have enough for next week. But after that. Uh, things are drying up. So we want to encourage you uh, tonight to step up and to allow God to use you to sow seeds into um, this ministry and you're sowing seeds into time and eternity for the lives of those that are listening. There's two ways that you can uh, donate. Number one, write a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. <clears throat> That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. And once again, we want to uh, make you aware that Dr. Buckner will be speaking at the Paradise Baptist Church in Oakland, California. That's 9670 Empire Road in Oakland. That'll be next Sunday, February 13th. He'll be speaking at both the 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock services. So you won't want to miss that. And then the following Tuesday, Wednesday, February 15th and 16th, he'll be speaking those evenings from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. One of the topics that will be discussed is who are, <clears throat> excuse me, who are the black Hebrew Israelites? And so and they are a prominent cult that is um, happening in our society today. And if you want great information on how to minister to them, this would be a great opportunity for you to get reasons and answers for your faith and be able to uh, answer their questions and defend the faith and understand where they're um, doctrines are spurious. So we want to encourage you, come out uh, and see uh, Dr. Buckner, get a chance to meet him, take advantage of this great 
great teaching. That's once again, that's Sunday, February 13th, the 8 and 11 a.m. service, Tuesday and Wednesday, February 15th and 16th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the Paradise Baptist Church, 9670 Empire Road, Oakland, California. <clears throat> so next week, we'll, we won't have a live broadcast as a result. We will be off the air next week, but we will have a pre-recorded best of contending for the faith uh, programming. So you can't, uh, we won't be live. So don't call in, but you can definitely listen in. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to hit those calls again. Uh, yes, let's do that. Brother Gary sounds like a winner. All right. So uh, Alfred had a question that he'd like to take off the air. He wanted to know what your thoughts on TD Jake's, and Crefro Dollar and preachers like them. What are your thoughts on these individuals? Oh, okay. Thank you, Brother Gary. And uh, thank you, Alfred, also, as well as for your question. Uh, let me start off with uh, T.D. Jakes. Uh, uh, T.D. Jakes, uh, his name is uh, Thomas Dexter Jakes uh, Sr. He's the Bishop of the Potter's House there in Dallas, Texas, a very large church. Um, he was uh, converted and ordained in the oneness Pentecostal movement, uh, and uh, he basically uh, is a oneness Pentecostal. Now, I did an article uh, for the Christian Research Institute on uh, T.D. Jakes, so uh, if you really want a lot of deep information uh, you can go to the Christian Research Institute. I did that in about 2001, uh, 2000, and uh, it's an award-winning journal, and I spoke all over the uh, country uh, on T.D. Jakes and did a lot of uh, radio interviews on T.D. Jakes. Uh, but when I say Pentecostal oneness, I'm going to have to add to that, too. Uh, he uh, combines that with word faith teachers too. And I'll kind of get into that in a little bit, uh, give you a little synopsis on that. But let me just say this about uh, the Pentecostal oneness doctrine. Uh, this is a doctrine that started back uh, in the third century. Uh, it's known today as modalism, and it was uh, started by Sibelius, a guy by the name of Sibelius. And Sibelius basically said that Jesus, when he came uh, to the earth, uh, he wore different masks. He wore the mass of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but it's Jesus only. So uh, they don't practice and believe in distinctions in the Godhead. They believe in modes and manifestations. So, uh, you know, that's why they, in T.D. Jake's church, they teach that you uh, baptize in the name of Jesus only, and you got to speak in tongues to be saved. So um, this is a cultic teaching. Uh, it's against the Bible. Uh, and uh, T.D. Jakes is a, a, a really good speaker. So, and he's very emotional. So a lot of times you get people hyped and uh, fired up, uh, but you got to put faith before emotions. And you got to, as Paul said, and First Thessalonians 5 and 21, test all things and hold fast to that which is good. Now, as far as um, Creflo Dollar, um, he's a word faith teacher. And uh, it's interesting, 
these guys take on the name of Dollar, and then you have Fred Price, and so you have Joyce Myers, and you know uh, Benny Hinn, and you have uh, many others, Joel Osteen. Uh, they basically teach that uh, a distortion of faith. They basically say faith is a force like Star Wars. Faith is a force, and words are the container of the force, and through the force of faith, you can recreate your own reality. You just name it and claim it prosperity teaching. And uh, so what they do is they put their faith on the throne rather than the sovereign will of God. They hate the will of God. And matter of fact, somebody could ask the question, well, why did Job suffer? Because they believe all suffering is a result of sin. No, not all suffering is a result of sin. Uh, Sometimes it could be uh, God's will upon a person's life to suffer like the blind man. They ask the question, who sinned? Was it he or his parents? And Jesus said, this is done that the works of God may be manifest. So not all suffering is a result of sin. Some of it is. Uh, so they uh, distort faith, and they teach also in the damnable teaching that uh, Jesus uh, took on a demonic nature and went down to hell and had to be born again to beat up a whole bunch of demons. And so, uh, and, uh, you know, so this is really some dangerous teaching and we need to be aware of it and we need to be educated on how to deal with it as well. <clears throat> so uh, that's what I would say about those two and the company of them. And they seem to all hang together uh, with their false teachings, and we need to be aware of it. We need to be discipled in the area of the Trinity, the deity of Christ, the bodily resurrection, the atonement, and I go to churches, and I have a PowerPoint on a book I wrote uh, on the Trinity, and as well as the essentials, and I've been a tremendous teaching when I go to churches, and they let me come in, uh, disciple their people on that, and they come out of it. And I bring into the teachings a lot of education around cults as well. Okay, hopefully that helps. Uh, it's kind of like it in a nutshell and uh, mm -hmm. a reader's digest condensation of it. Okay. All right, let's quickly go to CC on line four. Hey, yeah, brother CC, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Oh, we are truly blessed. Mm -hmm. Truly blessed. Uh, we trust you got encouraged by the word today. Yes, I did. What stood out for you? You know, so much, so much of it stood out. I liked the way you, you talked about him um, being omnipotent, you know, his power, and then about him being omniscient, knowing everything. And then you spoke about him, um, like he, he, he spoke about his immutability, and uh, about him being all my present, he being everywhere at, at once, and that he was the one who can comfort us through all things, no matter he's and that, you know, even if somebody dies or stuff happens, that it doesn't take him by surprise. And sometimes we we may limit that and think that it they took him by surprise because sometimes we bring God down to our level. Well, a lot of us do that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people bring him down to his level. So I, I just like how you open that up. Very good. Well, we appreciate, appreciate that. And what's on your heart? We're going to try to get your question and then... Uh, try to get to Sophia as well. What's on your heart? I mean, I want to ask you about the tomb, tomb of Jesus, because there's been so much different controversy on on the tomb, which you know, and I believe 
in what the Bible says, but you have a lot of people who, who militate against that. I just want to get your input on that. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, controversy, but it shouldn't be any controversy because uh, the Bible states it and it tells you about the tomb of, uh, uh, of Jesus and, you know, talks about Joseph of Arimathea, uh, offered a place for Jesus' body to be placed in, uh, and um, the Bible is, is lays it all out. So it shouldn't be any controversy. Uh, the controversy only lies in the mind of people that are liberal and uh, the Jesus Seminar. You ever heard of the Jesus Seminar, people? Uh, no, I haven't. This is my first yeah, time. You, if, you, I have, if I have, I have, but I wear you want to look up the, the word Jesus seminar because what they do is they mystify the burial of Jesus and they add a lot of stuff that some say wasn't resurrected. It's all a bunch of stuff, but you, you, if you know your Bible, uh, you're going to have the facts. But if you listen to the liberals and uh, people like the Jesus seminar, people that are even on TV, you got to put to the test even. TV programs that come on uh, that's talking about the historical Jesus and his death and burial and all of that. You got to really uh, discern that with the truth of the Bible. If you know the word of God, you'll know that uh, what's truth over error. So hopefully that, that, that helps out. But one other thing that's unique about the tomb uh, a lot of people say Jesus was in an empty tomb, and I always tell them, I preached a sermon one time uh, entitled, Not Quite an Empty Tomb. Um, I'll give you some homework to do, and when you call us next time, tell us what you discovered. I'm saying to everybody, it was not quite an empty tomb. <laughs> so we hear preaching on it was an empty tomb, but I'm saying not quite an empty tomb. Um, we're going to get to uh, Sally. I said Sophia, make a correction on that. But we appreciate you, brother. We know most of the time your prayer or the, uh, your family and stuff like that. We'll keep that in prayer and look forward to not next week, but the following uh, to connect with you. God bless you. Thank you. You got it. You want to try All that? right. Real quick, Sally had a question uh, regarding Psalms 139. She had some trepidations about referring to it. I'm not, I'm, I don't know more than that. We got two minutes left, so we got to do yeah. it quick. Yeah. So so basically, I, I'm assuming, I would love to ask her the question, what, what is the problem that she's having with people? That's the first thing. Second thing, because I would like to know, but I want to say this before we go, uh, and I'll talk about this more next time. A lot, the reason why a lot of people don't like Psalms 139, because it lays out so many things about God and even the abortionists, they hate this chapter because and yeah, that's that was my thought. Yeah, in Psalms 139, verse 13, for you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. The abortionists and their even liberal churches hate this chapter because it really teaches about life in the womb. <laughs> so that's not surprising to me that uh, there's a lot of attacks upon Psalms 139. So I'm going to leave it at that. All right. All right. All right. Well, we have come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank 
Uh, Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. So please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. We just want to remind you that next week we won't be live, but we will have the best uh, of the contending for the faith. And so tune in. Uh, my name is Gary Bell, and may God richly bless you.